Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. It's a while since I've spoken to my next guest. He's been listening intently there too, uh, Councillor Jack Sirones. I'm joined by Matty White, who's a small farmer and down around the Duncanon area, down around the Wellington Bridge area, aren't you, Matty? Yeah. Down from Banner there, Alan, just for the, where the Norma's landed there. That's where we're living. You're also very actively involved in the community, and you were listening there to what Jack Sirones was saying, and you were nodding your head quite a lot, and I think you were getting quite kind of annoyed by what you were hearing. Yeah, which I suppose on like right across the board, I mean, like before Jackson came on there, you were talking about the water quality and all like that, which is also being blamed to a good degree on farming, on the farming community today when it's all said and done. Like, I mean, I mean, it's called a spade a spade on, like, if we were to look at the whole thing of Irish water and all like that, I'll give you a quick example in my own experience. I have a water meters on the land, and there's one meter on the out farm leaking for the last six months. Mm. Now, I've contacted Irish Water about that because it's on the feed side, it's on the supply side, so it's their responsibility to fix it. Yeah. Now, I've been told that they can't fix it. Right? Now, this is one level of stupidity that we're putting up in this country today when it's all said and done. When it comes to the whole water quality and all like that, Alan, and when it's going forward, like, the restrictions that are being put on farming now, and I'm not just talking as a small farmer, I'm talking about every farmer, and this is going to feed onto contractors and all like that. Come the end of September now of this year, no farmer is allowed to spread story. This is the closed season, right? Now, in my opinion, yeah, all tanks should be emptied. That's not really the issue. The issue comes in, Alan, that the open period again it's somewhere in the middle of January before you can actually spread story again. Now, the problem that I see with all this is you've all November, you've all October, you've all December. Now, the way land is looking at the moment, there is farmers in the country already up around the Midlands and like that who've already had the house stock because of the water that's fallen. All right? Yeah. Now, the problem is if they can't get stock out and up as you go up the country, the close period gets longer and longer, if you understand me. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't understand, and I've been rattling my head about this for a long time down the day when it's all said and done, and I have approached some of the, the, the bigger farmer organisations to try and get an explanation of why this is the case. If a man has story tanks that are getting full in the middle of December, right, and the forecast is not giving any rain for two weeks, if toxic, right, and a man rings the department, they basically tell him, no, you can't spread it. Why, in my opinion, can't the department come out, walk the land with a man, and say, right, your tanks are already full, there is a chance it could be raining. Now, it could start spilling rain in the beginning of January. So when you come to your open period, you can't get out with the story because land is sudden, mm-hmm. okay? Why isn't there a permit system put in place that a department inspector comes to your land, walks your land, but you says, right, you have to keep a buffer zone of X amount <laughs> where you can put out your story, right? You have to put it out with trail and shore yeah. or with a drill bar to reduce the amount of runoff and all like that at the end of the day, which is less emissions and all like that, which is what they're pushing for. Yeah. But that's not in place. Right. That's that's a major problem. So uh, now yeah, that's just one example. Yeah, but you've you've many more examples as well. You're 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 not a happy small farmer and you, you believe no. you're not alone and you're not uh, particularly happy with some of the big farming organizations. No, and I'm so not. do you want to share the thoughts with us? Well I mean like on one of the reasons I'm here, I'm not hitting any individual, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to hit individuals. Yeah, but we don't we don't go personal in no, this I won't program. Go personal, but you but can talk like, talk about the issue, please. I mean like when it comes to the organizations like the end of the day, the lack of representation that's there for the organizations now, number one would be like they are the biggest farm organisation in the country, right? Simple as that. But you're not a member of them. No, I'm not a member of, I'm not a member of any organisation because I won't have words for him out, Alan. That's all it's to it. Yeah. I was part of the IFA. I was in the IFA long and ever ago, years ago when my father was in it. I left it in the 90s, Alan, when the whole sheep meat thing fell asunder. Mm. And I rang the IFA and their comment was, what do you want us to do? Mm. And I said, like, well... So you, have, you haven't been a member of the IFA since the Not for a long, long time, So what, 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 are, what are your concerns about big farm organisations? And you, you, you specifically mentioned the IFA. Well, the big, so the big concern I have at the moment, Alan, is that at the end of the day, when it's, as a beef farmer, as a small beef and sheep and suckler dry stock farmer at the end of the day, there is no representation there for us from the IFA. Now, they're called the Irish Farmers Association, right? Now, 
to a lot of small farmers like me, when it's all said and done, they're only there to represent the big boys. That's all they're there for. And I'm not hitting at any individual member of the farm, you only want to say this. They're only there for big dairy. They're only there for big grain. They're only there for the big, the bigger men. That's all it's mm-hmm. to it. The big businessmen. Farming is a business like any other one. That's all it's to it when it's all yeah. said and done. And like, well, I'm going, I'm going to just throw out a counter-argument there. I would deal quite a lot with the current chair of the IFA and we're mm-hmm. not going personal, no, just talking no. about the issues, right? Yeah. And I would have to say, like, my dealings with that man would indicate that he would have a lot of time for the small farmer and that's just on the basis of what I come across. But you're you're telling me they, as an organisation, you believe they don't have... They don't have... I'll give you a, I'll give you a prime well, example. Give, us, of give me a few examples. I'll then. give you a prime example. Four years ago, we stood on the pickets in Slaney and all other factories around the country, right? Yeah. To try and get some sort of price for our beef, right? Back then, beef was somewhere in the region of 350 a kilo. The price of beef has fallen the last number of months. It's back to around 480 a kilo now from yeah. around 550 a couple months ago. On a finished animal this minute, on a roughly, we'll say a 700 kilo carcass, right? Which is roughly 60%. It's roughly 420 kilos of meat, basically what the harvest of, right? On that animal this minute, you're losing somewhere in the region between 210 and 250 quid a skull. Okay. For the finishing man, right? Now, it's not just the it's not just the meat factories that have the feed loss to finish cattle. I used to finish cattle, I had to give it up. I'm looking at, at my own cattle situation at Homestead for Talk Six right now. With the price of meal and everything else, it's not viable for me to feed cattle anymore. How many right? cattle have you got, Matt? I've only got about fifteen cattle left this year. Right. Because of the price of fertiliser and else this year when it's all said and done, right? Yeah. Fertiliser was only two times over two times the price was two years ago. The IFA were sitting on the large boat, they made a big fuss with bringing a couple of loads in in tennis court. It was a big fuss made about. The next problem with this, Alan, is that going forward now, what we actually have going forward now is we have a a register coming in in uh, September, mm-hmm. right? Now, this register, Alan, when it's all said and done, what this is going to do, this is going to eventually become a quota-type thing for the farmer. Because yeah. what's going to happen is now, you will have to be registered. You will have to have your hand number not handed in now when it's all said and done to buy right. fertiliser going forward, right? Yeah. Because we've been accused of, of being basically, to a certain degree, we're being accused that we're abusing the environment because we're using too much fertiliser. One of the main reasons there's too much fertiliser being used in this country, Alan, and like I say, I'm not trying to divide farmers here at the end of the day. I know milkmen who are making 200 cows for the last 40 years and yeah. doing a fantastic job at it. Okay. But I also know milkmen who have increased from 200 cows to 500 cows to 1,000 cows to 1,500 cows. Yeah. And the likes of me are now being expected to move off our land to make room for them. Seriously? That's what, that's, that's what it feels. That's what's happening. Uh, uh, I mean, small, based, what are you basing that on? Well, so the fact that the small milkmen, hmm. beef men are getting out milked morning, noon, night. The quality of Irish beef has never been as low in the last 10 years as what it is now. Now, this has been propagated by the likes of Chagas and all like that. Right, the dairy system is being pushed, 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 and like I say, I'm not here to say anything about they're not anti-dairy and like that. Dairymen, beefmen, suckermen, graymen, we're all interlocked. Mm. We're all interlocked. And as Mark Twain said, you say the quality of beef because I've had the contrast and view expressed by several journalists who told me that the quality of Irish beef is very, very, very high. No, the quality of Irish beef island is actually going down because the problem is the breeding system that's in the dairy now with the Jersey and all like that. Right, mm-hmm. the Jersey is produced is there to produce milk. That's yeah. That's what the jersey is bred for, is milk, is the quality of milk when it's all said and done. If you want good quality beef at the end of the day, you can only get that from a beef animal. It's as simple as that. And mm. I'm not going to be told otherwise by anyone at the end of the day. Right. When we look at all the, the, the experts, I put this video on, you go out there t- today or tomorrow at night like when it's all said and done, it's been milling around for the last couple of days. I know men up around Longford and all like that, up in the Midlands, right, who actually haven't got their first cut of silage done yet. 
Haven't got it done. They haven't got it done yet. There's parts of that country. I was speaking to a man the other day who told me... Uh, is that because of the weather? Or because what? of the weather and like that. See, the, the experts, Alan, when it's all said and done, the thing about it is, when we are farmers, right, we're the experts, right? Mm. Now, everyone is saying today, I've spoken to people who said like that the whole dairy expansion is all Chagas' fault. But let's get something straight here when it's all said and done. Chagas are a state farm advisory service, right? Mm. And I emphasise the words state and advisory, right? When it's all said and done, Chagas don't have to go out in the morning and actually make a living off a farm, hmm. right? I mean, I can grow grass on a plot of land 6 by 3 or 9 by 10 or whatever the case may be. Anyone can do that when it's all said and done. But you won't hear Chagas saying, oh, Japers lads, we need, you know, we need to get a bit of fine weather. I hope to God it gets fine soon for the harvest. Yeah. Harvest's only around the corner on the end of the day when it's all said and done. And a lot of men are under stress when it's all this. I mean, like, there's a lot of men who have, who've gone to merchants to buy grain, to buy seed, buy fertiliser, and a lot of this grain would have to go back to those merchants now right. to pay those bills. Yeah. Now, the problem is, Alan, if we have another... I mean, like, if, if what is the idea? There was an old saying, if it rains on Swinton's Day, it'll rain for 40 days and 40 nights. We've had that, haven't we? And we've We're had it on Day. Now, the science that was behind that came from our forefathers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, the only experts, really, that are in farming are us, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done. Um, I've got some comments. Uh, I'm a small farmer milking 35 cows. I'm also on the rural uh, social scheme. Under nitrates, I've been told to either buy or rent 15 acres, which is just not feasible, given the price of land, or get rid of eight cows, which will force me to shut down, all because I have good cows, which are well looked after. Mm. Yeah. What do you say to that farmer? I, I say, like, Alan, like, he's in the same boat as myself. I've only got 30, 35 cows at home. I mean, there was an article on the other day down in Cork where a man making 70 cows when it's all said and done in the end of next year. And derogation is gone next year, to the best of my knowledge. But the yeah. problem is, no one seems to know what's going to happen when derogation is gone. So, the only feasible thing we see now, really, as a rule, when it's all said and done, going forward, the only feasible thing that likes myself or smaller farmers see is that we're going to have to go by the board. <laughs> if you want to, I mean, like, if that That's your fear, isn't Matty, that guys like you will be just blown we'll go, away. Go by the board, like, and, we, you, and, you, and you love farming, don't I've, you? I've been born, I mean, there's been generations of farming before me, and. It's all I know. It's in your blood, And yeah. lads have said, oh, sell the farm like that. It's not that easy. That's like telling the fellow on the door, go get a job. It's mm. a simple. I mean, like, I've invested all my life, 50 years of my life, into farming at the end of the day. Mm. I've done it from the age of three years of age. I was out in the farm with my father at the end of the day. I've worked it all my life. I've built it up the best I can. Leo Varadkar was at the, the Kalai show recently at the end of the day, and I heard lads saying, like, you know, this, that, and another. But my point is, there's no point in bringing these people to the Kalai show. These people are totally disconnected from where their food is coming from. People are saying to me, like, what do you want to? I mean, like, talk to the IFA because I'll go back to them and give them a right to reply to what. So, what are you specifically saying to the IFA? And there's other farming organisations as well. You haven't mentioned them. You specifically mentioned the IFA. Are they the only ones that you've a book? Well, I, with? I specifically say the IFA because, the best of my knowledge, the IFA are the only ones who are actually getting paid uh, by the farmers then today in their membership. They get paid through perturities, through mm. grain and beef and like that. Basically, there's a but certain. What, what are the main points you're saying to the Matties? Well, sir? the main points are, are, first of all, like this whole thing of derogation when it's all said no. What's going to happen when derogation is gone? The price of beef is falling rapidly. The price of sheep is falling rapidly at the end of the day when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I say, I'll, You know what they're going to say? They're going to say, well, Matty, you're on the outside looking in. If you had stayed a member of the IFA, you might have been in a stronger position. Well, then, and, and you explain to me why are the IFA losing so much support? Well, I can't, I can't answer. Yeah, and that'd be smart. And I'd be like, yeah. I mean, like, only yesterday. No, I was I'm just asking. I, I'm just. No, I'm I understand that. I'm playing devil's advocate, and I'm saying to yeah, you, no, they're going to say that. to you, Matty is critical of the IFA, yet he left them. Why shouldn't, if he stayed in with them, he could fight? Because I feel in my heart and soul that the IFA have lost their fight. They've lost their way. I mean, like, if you ask any majority farmers today, will tell you that the IFA have become nothing more than a lapdog to the government. And basically, the government have become nothing. This, I put this with you, Alan, when it's all said and yeah. done, if you want my honest opinion, the Irish farmer, small Irish farmer today, is becoming the Oliver Twist of Irish society. We're going around basically asking for more. 
Where, I mean, like, people say, well, you're getting subsidies for this, that, and the other. We don't want subsidies, Alan. I don't want subsidies. We're one of the few, uh, one of the few businesses in the country, if maybe mm. the only business in the country, that when you sell cattle to a factory, right, mm. you're getting a guide as to what those cattle are going to make. Yeah. But you actually don't know what that cattle make until you get their horns. But at this stage, yeah. there's nothing you can do with the beast in the day. It's the very same with corn. A lot of men, you can, yes, you can forward sell, and this is what they say, well, you can forward contract sell your corn. Yes, yeah. you can. Now, if you agreed to sell your corn last March, say, I'd say 200 euros a ton, there's nothing to say the corn couldn't get right. 400 euros a ton now when it's cut. But I think I'm going to wrap it up now in a second, but I mean, that comment you just made there, you believe, and th- these are your words, not mine, you no, believe that the IFA are over. the lapdog of the government. I mean, I will go back to the IFA and give them a chance to respond to that. It could be tomorrow before yeah, we get the opportunity. Yeah, that's fair enough, to respond. But, but uh, look, thank you for your honesty in coming in here to the studio uh, and sharing it with us. You remain optimistic, or do you feel very pessimistic at the moment? Uh, maybe I'm trying to get a handle on where you are. It's at. like this, it's like this, and you've only got one choice, as well as it says, and that's to remain optimistic. I always hope for a better day tomorrow when it's all said and done. I mean, like, people have said to me, like, you know, well, look at this, it's, it's over, it's finished, time to give up. One thing I've learned in the last nine years, Alan, is that the only day that it's over is when you do give up. Yeah. I mean, like, it's no longer really, I mean, whatever hope there was in my generation, as in my age group, it's probably gone for us now than the day. But there is still people out there who want to go farming. Yeah. There's always a new generation coming, and all we can do now is fight to try and give them a right to do that when it's all said and done. Well, it's very interesting. It's just purely coincidental, but in a little while I'll be hearing from Macro the Farmer, the young farmers, and I have to tell you, I met a lot of these at the Adamstown show recently, mm-hmm. and I spoke to them, and they were so enthusiastic. And the good news, Matty, was a lot of these young people were going to stay on farms in Wexford, and they're going to try and pursue it. So we need that as well. We need a bit of message of optimism. We do, we? Alan. But like the one bit of advice I would give any young farmer today is look at what your forefathers have done. Yeah. There's only one expert in your yard, and it's not Chagas. It's you. Yeah. The only person that knows your farm or should know your farm is you. And you right. should know that farm better than anyone. Thank you for sharing your views, Matty. Thanks, Whether Alan. people agree with you or disagree with you, I, I think anyone listening in to you will admire your honesty. Well, it's like this, Alan. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Exactly. That's all it's to. I mean, like, that's, a, that's a personal right to every person. When it's Life is certainly not dull in the morning mix for the last number of weeks, Matty. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my holidays. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.